This is Harry Murray at Murray's Flash Shop in Edinburgh, Virginia. Let's talk about our trout fishing here in the winter. Talk a little bit about the bass fly tying that goes on since the bass fishing slowed down a little bit. During the winter months that we're in right now, the large trout in many of our delayed harvest streams and the general large streams feed very, very heavily on minnows and nymphs that get washed out from the riffles with the runoff and snow. In fact, I look out the window right now and Rhonda just pointed out that we're getting some pretty heavy snow right this minute. So these are going to flush the streams up, cause an increased water level, increased flow rate, and that's going to flush some of the, uh, that'll flush some of the nymphs and the streamers out. Well, for many, many years, I experimented back with streamers and nymphs, uh, different type nymphs to match different insects, streamers to match the various minnows, and I'd come up with a good pattern every now and then and like them. And finally, I hit on the idea, if I could devise one style of tie that would match both the streamers and the nymphs, if the one fly I had in my hand, I would save time checking back and forth and doing a lot of experiment. Well, I started trying to incorporate these into one fly. I finally hit on some combinations that really came out well in matching the streamers, which were the minnows, and the nymphs, which are the underwater form of the aquatic insects. And we came up with the name Strymph, S-T-R-Y-M-P-H. I've been using these many, many years here in the east and west for both bass and trout. Especially trout, one of the biggest trout I've ever caught in the Yellowstone River fell to one of these strengths. Now, in designing them, Charlie Brooks helped me quite a bit on that. We wanted an extended body on this strength that would permit us to fish it upstream with having it collapse like marabou was. When you try to fish marabou upstream, you know what happens. So we hit on the idea of using the ostrich herald for the tail or the extended body of this strength and that really worked quite well and to this day that's what we use on the strength in the body itself my friend charlie brooks hit on that brooks did not like nymphs or underwater form or any kind of aquatic insect to look different if it turned a little bit to the sideways one way or the other. Basically, Charlie used to call them in the round. If you turned it right, turned it left, turned it upside down, if you could sort of forgive the fact that it did have a hook there. These flies look the same whether you've got them upside down or downside up and whatever. To broaden the use of them, I did tie these in several different colors. I do them in a cream, I do them in olive, uh, do them in a black color and it really has turned out to be one of the most successful flies I have when I was making our video for the Shenandoah National Park and these mountain streams 
uh, the producer said, well, we've really got to put some streamer fishing in here, even though you're talking about small streams. Well, I didn't hesitate a second to reach in there and come up with the olive strength and about a size 10. And we really caught a lot of nice fish on that olive strength, fishing it as a streamer. And so I've really stuck with that. It's done a good job, and I'm well pleased with all of that. Now, let me talk just a little bit about the bass, fly time on bass. Last year, last month that is now, when we were talking about how to tie flies here in the winter, I was talking about how to tie many of the streamers. And uh, everybody had a lot of good comments about that. This time, let's talk about tying deer hair bass bugs because I am very, very fond of fishing and tying deer hair bass bugs. Now, there are a couple things that I like to have in the bass bugs for my own personal use and logically for somebody else that wants to cast them. I want them to cast smoothly, be streamlined, going through the air. Tapley, if you know Tapley Bass Bug, Taps Tips magazine way back when, and his son Bill Tapley, those are streamlined. You can easily cast them. You can cast them long distance, but they're streamlined. They don't have wings, legs, appendages going every which way that twist the leader. So a good streamlined pattern, such as the Tapley Bass Bug, I consider ideal. Second thing I want, I want them to be durable. There's no reason you shouldn't be able to take a lot of bass on a deer hair bass, deer hair bass bug. Listen now, then what I do want on this fly is something that's going to catch fish. There's no point in going out there and casting them just because they do cast well and just because they're pretty. I want something that's going to be productive. So I want them productive, I want them durable, and I want them that cast well. And if I can achieve those three things, then I'm well on my way. Now, when I'm teaching fly tying here in the winter, the guys really get excited about what they can do on these deer hair bass bugs. First thing I encourage is having a bare hook shank. Now, I put only enough thread when I'm tying the tail in to lock it into place. See, so that gives me a bare, bare hook shank coming up through there. In order to spin that hair on the body, I use an old stiff toothbrush to make sure I brush all that fuzz type stuff out of there. You could call it down if you want it, whatever you want to do. But I hold the deer hair by the tips and I brush, 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 and I'll go around from one student to the other and saying, brush more out, brush more out. And first thing you know, they've got it brushed out and it's clean. Then when we get ready to spin that on the hook, we like to use Kevlar thread because even a 3 out thread is going to break quite a bit on you. So we use Kevlar, we brush the fuzz out of that thing, and we keep a bare hook shank. And if you're doing those things, you're well on the way to a very durable fly. You want to be able to trim it well enough on the underneath side that when a bass hits that thing that he's hooked. You don't want a fat tummy on a deer hair bass bug. You want that thing trimmed down to the right, almost down to the hook. And then on my own personal things, and I do encourage this in my winter tying class, 
to make that durable, use just regular uh, spar varnish and also regular paint thinner. Spar varnish, paint thinner, cut them 50-50 and paint the bare, the, the hook shank, turn him upside down, cut that down 50-50 and just paint him right along the hook shank body. Don't go out on the wings and all that kind of stuff, but just right along the hook shank. That penetrates down in there. I hand those guys their fly when they get through, and I say, now just look at what you did. And they look at it, and of course they're appropriately proud. And I say, honestly, there's no reason in the world that deer hair bass bug will not take 100 bass, and I firmly believe it. So deer hair is a terrific fly to use on our smallmouth fishing we have here in the valley. Now, this is some good insight that you can use on your own trout fishing and on your own bass fly tying. If you have any questions on this, just ring me or stop by, and I'll be glad to help you on any tying you might be having troubles with. But this is Harry Murray at Murray's Fly Shop in Edinburgh, Virginia. Just call us or stop in if we have anything we can help you with. Thank you a whole lot. Phone number here, by the way, is 540 984 4212. Thank you, a great mount.